their reality is showing them you were tolerating here. You were settling here. You were sacrificing here. That doesn't feel good. That old pattern behavior, that old idea, none of that is at this level of frequency. And so we get to uh, interact with it and bring that frequency in and take actions, patterns, behaviors to, I like to say, recode a completely new reality. Welcome to the Way of the Healer Conversations for Change podcast. I'm your host, Darieth Chisholm. Here, you'll meet some of the world's most extraordinary thought leaders and experts, iconic artists and creators, top performing athletes, successful entrepreneurs, philanthropists, spiritual teachers, shamans, healers, and many, many more. They sit with me, an Emmy award-winning TV host and former news anchor turned filmmaker and life and business coach for some powerful conversations for change. What are these conversations about? Healing. Healing. Healing all aspects of our mind, body, soul, spirit, this planet, each other, and the systems and structures we're currently living in. You'll learn about topics like plant medicine and psychedelics, spirituality, conscious entrepreneurship, conscious communication, the new earth, quantum leaping, multidimensional living, pleasure, play, and sexuality, breath work, sound healing, food and supplements, and ah, there's just so much. You're just going to need to subscribe to the channel and listen. Come with me now behind the curtain to get the backstory on how and why these remarkable people heal themselves and others, how they lead, what makes them tick, what lights them up, gets them down, keeps them going, and what they believe is the way of the healer. So let's go. On today's episode, we have a conversation with Marcy Locke, also known as Sundari, the alchemist of light and liberation. She's a global ascension mentor, ambassador of the divine, embodied soul guide, and spiritual leader. In other words, she's a kick-ass Jedi master who works with various different plant medicines, supporting people towards their highest evolution. Her genius is taking you past information into embodiment and to a place of knowing how to integrate the codes of ascension into your daily life to create blissfully enduring change. She says it isn't education that changes your life, it's embodiment. And on this episode, these are the conversations we're having. She tells us about her conversations with light beings. Aliens, ascended masters, and what messages they have for her and humanity. While most folks are talking about 3D and 5D consciousness, Marcy and I discuss 13 dimensions and beyond. She takes us on her recent darkness immersion in Guatemala, where she spent four and a half days in the dark, fasting, and uh, yeah, yeah, you're just going to have to listen for this one. Plus, she gets down about her coffee enemas. Yeah, coffee up the ass. And you definitely want to stick around until the end as we go deep into the conversation of whether or not we choose our own suffering. So join us now for this conversation for change. Plant medicine, psychedelics, and cannabis have really helped me deepen my meditation practice and morning routine. And while you don't necessarily need our plant natural allies to assist you in meditation, I find that with meditation, I'm able to have more clarity, direction, purpose, and allow divine guidance and wisdom to flow through me. 
Stillness and quieting the mind allows you to access more of who and what you truly are. And that's where you can activate more creative expression and fulfillment of your dreams. As a gift to you, my friends, I've designed a special high-frequency activation to help you encode, embrace, and elevate your consciousness to ignite your creativity and passion. It's free and available for a limited time. Go to dariuth.com forward slash meditations to receive a guided meditation series with journal prompts and attuned high-frequency sound waves. That's dariuth.com forward slash meditations. Hello, 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 my friends. Welcome to another powerful podcast edition of The Way of the Healer, Conversations for Change. And this one, this one is one for the history books. I've already given you a backstory on Marcy Locke and all of the juicy talking points that we get into in this episode just a few minutes ago. So you're all aware of that. And where I wanna begin this conversation for change is how we got to know one another. So for those of you all who don't know, Marcy is the woman who I traveled two and a half hours in a van to the jungle with a bunch of strangers to find my destiny in some vines and some leaves, ayahuasca. What an incredible, incredible first experience with this beautiful master plant teacher sitting in the beautiful Maloka who uh, it belongs to third generation medicine woman, Donna Marta, and most importantly, my soul's awakening. So I owe so much thanks to you, Marcy, and I'm so happy that you're here. Oh, thanks for loving. Oh, juicy, heartfelt. Oh, yum, 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 yum. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, oh, oh. so grateful that you followed your, you know, your curiosity. And, you know, like I know you had mentioned, there's lots of things that were in your field and that you came into my field, that we got to experience what we did and led you to that sacred land and that sacred medicine. And now this beautiful path that you're on that's sharing so much awakening and opening and activation for others of what's available. So yeah, ooh, yeah. I feel just as blessed and honored. Yeah. And I didn't even know you literally didn't yeah. even know you. That, like, I didn't know you or the people in the van or any of the things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. again, I did, I did trust, um, trust what I was being called to. And so much of the conversations that we're having in this podcast series and in the documentary is our ability to trust and be led and be open and to allow things to flow through us. And we'll be talking more about that, but I've got this one question that has just been on my mind and I need, mm. need, need, need the answer to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you are talking and in communication with light beings, yes. what are you talking about? And, and even how precisely does one have a conversation with a light being? That's a good question. I feel like we could jam out for days upon days because it's not like a, uh, there it's it, in my own experience could be very different than anyone else's experience. Um, but uh, I would say uh, it's more of an awareness of whatever experience I'm in, especially if I'm in ceremony or if I'm working with individuals, as you experienced also where like specific transmissions came through for you. Um, I just have a have like an open connection communication with guides, with master teachers, ascended masters, angels, aliens uh, that are just bringing a higher awareness as to like what's actually happening in the system what's in the energetic field for someone, you know, what, what, what I like to call them codes, 
what code or context of information that they require. I remember I have this, this distinct memory of being with you where, uh, you know, I was like, lover, this, this stuff is just what's coming through. And just to bring some awareness. And it's like, as you tapped into that, I was like, oh, click. Oh, I got it. Oh, I see. Oh. And it was like an expansion into an ability to receive even more than kind of our human awareness is still our, our personal mind is still trying to be in control because that's what we've had so much experience in to like, no, this is what I'm here for. And this is da, 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 And it's trying to contain. And there's yes. so much more available when we surrender, we release and allow like the energy movement and the soul in charge with those sacred sacraments to be able to bring those transmissions. The other piece to that I'd say is it's become um, a lot more in my awareness in the last couple of years, as they said that I, when I'm in ceremony, I can tap into 13 dimensional consciousness and which is pulling down new sound and light codes for humanity that have not been here. So um, yeah, it's just my experience where all of a sudden I'll just have these transmissions come through and these sound codes come through that it's like bringing a higher attunement or awareness, like for instance, how people can maybe relate to this is if you're ever feeling stuck or heavy in your body. And if you just go and go into like a high frequency, literally you can feel energy in your system start to move and it helps clear it out because we're just calling in a higher frequency. So yeah, there's yeah. lots of ways yeah. I guess that well, I do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And very much like channeling. Uh, it's what yeah. it sounds like. It's my own personal experience as I have really been experiencing the art and ability to be more present with channeling. I, I know that most of us have the capacity to do it. It's just this, this opportunity to practice it. And being with plant medicine, many instances, allow one to be able to quicken that process and yes. and be more closely related. I do have to say something. You yes. actually probably, as I know that you are, because you're a Jedi <laughs> master, you mentioned literally in the order of my questions are, encoding, which you said, <laughs> 13 dimensions, which is next on here. And I'm like, how did she know I was like, getting ready to ask those to the energy in the field already? Yeah. yeah, it's already in the field. So yeah, yeah let's talk about what encoding is um, or coding uh, yeah. and how one can do that in their plant medicine ceremonies and then just in general life. Yeah, such a great question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we have the, I'll say like in, in the state of where our human brain isn't in the way we have, uh, it's like we're connected to all the, our subconscious conscious mind is interwoven. They're actually one, but we've created separation in them. And in this state, which I like to call dream weaving state is where like theta brain state, we know Joe Dispenza works with alpha state, right? There's where we're in this state where we actually can um, connect to the energy in the field, as well as in our bodies, almost like shift the biology of our bodies, the conditioning of our bodies, because where plant medicine can support us so much is we go into experiences where our human brain would be like, I am not going there, like suppressing, tuning into old traumas old, or old experiences. And when we work with medicine, it's like our system kind of softens and we can let these things come up and emerge. So in, a, in the same kind of way, uh, there's all this conditioning that's already happened within our body that we get to cleanse, clear, unravel, uh, stuck energy and, and, uh, like preferences, ideas, stories, programs that we have about how life should be, etc. They get to move through our system that we can be again, activated, awakened to a higher level of consciousness of, of what's available and, and more of like being with all of life than down here in this density idea. So encoding is 
a tool that, uh, you know, I guess there's levels to it in what I like to call surface self-empowerment, where it's like, I'm going to say this mantra. I'm going to say this, this, um, what do you call those? Those, uh, uh, I am affirmations. Yeah. An affirmation, a declaration, right. And that was a very basic first step, I guess you could say of encoding way back in the day for me. But what I came to learn is that when the body doesn't believe it, it's, it doesn't, it's, it's, it doesn't do anything for it. It's like, it's like, uh, uh, that's just a false lie. So there's the emotional, um, connection to that. What do I get to release that I can emotionally believe that to be true. So encoding is, uh, there's another layer level to where we get to, it's like, put this energy into the field or put this code. It's like, if I'm a computer programmer, <laughs> that's definitely not my forte, but it's like, you know, I'm thinking of how it's like, I, I put this code in and then this is created. It's like, we're speaking codes into reality of like, um, what we choose to experience that is then creating a different perception, a, a different actional way of being. So there's layers to this. I teach in my five steps of how to tune into what's happening in the body vessel to clear that and go, oh, well, this is what I now believe to be true. And this is what I'm going to take action on. And how does it get to be fun and easy that I can begin to bring that into uh, reality. But when we take the opportunity to encode is what I like to say, like um, the light being specifically gave me a statement for this, which is I envision and create, which is calling on all aspects of ourselves through time, space, dimensions, realities, all higher energies to all be a part of this envisioning. It's like connecting to the energy of all that's available. Um, and as we think about it, as you, you speak into the field, maybe it's like uh, whatever you're desiring to manifest, whether that's being an absolute peace in your relationships or uh, in, in absolute love for your sacred body vessel or being able to express yourself and share your gifts. And you're speaking this and let's say you're feeling this, you're feeling it in your system. You're bringing these codes into your system. You're putting it out into the energetic field that's connected to everything. And uh, the, the, the statement they gave me is after you're doing that so it's like we're connecting our but our biology are the chemistry in our body that's being reconditioned when we feel that and we can feel it to be true and experience that to be true and we're putting that into reality we're, we're using our divine will our capacity with energy to kind of shift the field around us or encode the field around us and then uh the way that we call this in now is now and from eternity to eternity, which says I'm in charge of experiencing this as long as I choose as a sovereign being um, through my divine alignment for the highest and greatest good of all it is spoken, it is done. And so these are just, it's just, there's many layers, I guess, to encoding, but it's um, when we can use it as a manifestation ritual practice, which is one of the most powerful tools. Like if we're going into that theta brain state where we, we can kind of interweave and feel just like if you're in medicine, all of a sudden you feel all these things, experience all these things that if you were just in like your human experience, you'd be like, oh, I was tripping. I was not, I was in something else, but you actually Im like imprint with it. So you've heard me talk about a lot, how it's like we imprint with a, a new experience we experienced in our body vessels is experiential. Now we know what that feels like, what that is to see beyond these illusions we were buying into before. And then we can recreate that or take that into our reality. So the last stage is a part of the formula I teach in working with medicine, which, you know, is integration is that we're recoding a new reality because what happens when we have these experiences in the jungle or wherever it is that you're experiencing this sacred space and in these, these ways, and, and then you go back to your reality and it's like, wait, this is not the same frequency and vibration. 
and what you probably experienced or most people experience in my, um, yeah, in my experience of working with hundreds and hundreds of individuals in, 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 in this space is that 99.9% of them go back to the reality and they're like, oh, this feels dense and this feels shitty and this feels challenging. And it's because they've come to a higher attunement that their reality is showing them you were tolerating here. You were settling here. You were sacrificing here. That doesn't feel good. That old pattern behavior, that old idea, none of that is at this level of frequency. And so we get to uh, interact with it and bring that frequency in and take actions, patterns, behaviors to, I like to say, recode a completely new reality. Yeah. It's what I refer to as the shift. And the yeah. shift isn't a one-time thing. It is a constant, gradual <laughs> shifting that occurs when one is open and available to move into these higher frequencies that probably for the first time in their experience with plant medicine was like a, like you said, and then when you come back, when you come home, yeah. it's like, whoa, and, and the, mm -hmm. and then, but, but that shift is already underway and there are, it's the process of integrating it. It's yes. the process of, of utilizing uh, different ways to remain in these in these in this expansion that you're experiencing in this new consciousness that is occurring for you that should you choose it will continue to shift and to, to yes. keep moving uh, yes. which I find absolutely fascinating and it was part of the reason why um, you know originally my my quest to understand plant medicine was really for two reasons it was like what do I do next and what is this whole expanded states of consciousness and multi-dimensional living and so with that let's talk about what does it mean to live to to understand all of the dimensions what 3d is i think mo what most people understand what 5d is quite possibly and a 13th dimension uh, there's a lot more than that too 13th dimension is just the specific dimension of consciousness where it's like new frequencies that is not available on humanity at least the way that i've been explained it from again, the light beings that I communicate with, it's like 12th dimensional Palladian consciousness or uh, Lyrians are another consciousness of the 12th dimension. So it's like these, these just higher attuned layers. It's like, it keeps expanding 50, 5D, as much as we talk about 5D, let's all be a 5 it's like a, 5D is like the old school in dimension. Right. Like, it's like, it's right. like it's old. Like, like. Beloved, we're just scratching the surface. We just like got into kindergarten. We're just like, oh, there's new ways of being here. So yeah, and just to say like in, in what you were explaining is that like we're really acclimating. It's like we're integrating, we're acclimating, we're letting it all land that we can, uh, you know, have like, if your, your head can feel, we have these ascension symptoms that can happen from, from, you know, going through these expanded, it's like all of a sudden these neural pathways are unblocked in your brain. And, and all of a sudden you can feel energy. Your senses are massively heightened. Hence, like you said at the beginning, all of a sudden you, you're tapped into, whoa, the awareness of the energy in the field and like maybe hearing frequencies and having a greater communication, which we all have the ability to. Uh, I, I, every single one of us has this ability and is our greatest healer, our greatest own guru. It's not like, oh, that person, they can channel angels. They must be glorious. Well, <laughs> they just tapped into that ability and still even people doing that have all their human stuff to still learn to, uh, you know, alchemize and, and heal as well. So, um, uh, uh, I guess a easy way of explaining maybe some context to it is you think of like one D or maybe two D is like, there's the plant, there's the minerals and there's the, um, 
uh, yeah, like rock and minerals is, is like, it's like, it's non really moving, experiencing life in a different way, conscious. And then we have, you know, we go, Ututi is like animals and plants that are alive and are breathing and are, you know, that's maybe their level of, of conscious. If you explain that way, 3D is us humans. We're just a step above the animals. We're just, you know, doing the, doing the human 3D Sometimes. thing. Yeah. <laughs> 4D is more when all of the, it actually feels like your shit is elevated because it's when it's calling forth everything that is of illusion to be alchemized. So it's like when people are, are rising again, it feels like they go down, you know, if they feel like they go dent, more dense. And this is the beautiful pathway of our activation, our ascension is that we go deeper into the shit that we've hid and suppressed so that we can, oh, let's clear that up. And oh, I see that. Different. Oh, and I clean and heal and alchemize. And then I expand up into a higher states of more bliss, more joy, more love, more awareness, more ease, more grace, more flow, more abundance, because I'm at a higher, oh, like, yes, that's what's available and I'm here for. And then we go, oh, there's another layer. <laughs> And we go down again, you know, into ah the next layer. So that's kind of like 4D is is it's it's very much facing all the illusions of reality and programming to enter into what I say a base for 5D context would be operating from unconditional love. So again, to human 3Ds, we're like, like, wow, that's gotta be the top of the mountain. <laughs> it's the top of a mountain before we descend into a valley to go into more depths like oh can I operate from even greater and greater greater six seven eight nine and continuing to just expand our awareness and our beingness with life and our neutrality with all of life and our surrender and allowance and just coming from a vibration of again what I like to say is like new earth uh new earth being you know it's like one of the assignments I was given in the last few years was to create my Aligned to Manifest um, Life Mastery Program, which was to call forth the new humans of the new earth, to teach them all these levels of conscious and practicing these tools and how we operate. So from that place, it's like, uh, like the light beings like to say, there's no such thing as laws in higher dimensional consciousness because you wouldn't need a law to say, don't steal or hurt that person or murder, blah, 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 because from that level of conscious, I am you, you am I, we are everything I put out, I receive. So why would I hurt you? Why would I judge you? Why would I do anything that is not of that vibration? It's like, it doesn't even exist in their, their awareness, right? So we have some layers <laughs> to continue to evolve through and what our, again, what our preferences have been from our experience of life or our sanskaras is in the, in India and in the Buddhism and uh, a lot of the enlightened masters I've worked with, it's like they, they, they refer to the sanskaras, which are just these wounds or traumas or energy stuckage, stuckage. Yeah. Stuck energy. That I've had energy stuckage body. before. Stuckage. Yeah. That's stuckage of energy. <laughs> words, human words. It, that it, it gets to come up in life that it can be, uh, we can, we can actually relax into and, and witness and let it be move through our systems. So sacred sacraments is like a fucking quantum leap fast path to, you know, getting out of your way. Because again, just from this, like, okay, I'm going to study mindset and my emotional, oh, that, yeah, that scares me. That doesn't feel good. Okay. Why is that? Blah, blah, blah. I love all that. That's definitely what I teach in the pieces in between of how we get to operate from that in our daily life. We catch these things and we alchemize them and we choose. And uh, when we can get, it's like that programming gets to step aside and we're in full, our soul's communication with these sacred sacraments to 
like the depths of these connections, lifetimes, energies, et cetera, are getting to be come up and be revealed and move through us. That's why you come out and you're just like, ah, like you're a completely different being, you know? And then it's the, 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 then the opportunity is how do I bring that level of multidimensionality that you're speaking to and awareness. And I'm still here to be human and bring that into my human experience. I'm, I am multidimensional and I have this, I know how to play with energy and create and manifest, and I can have the most glorious human experience as well. Cause I'm here to be human. Yeah. And it, it sometimes can be challenging for people coming out of these incredible ceremonies to really bring with them the experience that they've had, because it's A, a first time yes. experience, right? And then B, yep. because we are so dense in our 3D experience, mm -hmm. that these experiences for us are truth and it's so so-called truth because it's what we've been living it's what we think and therefore and then you have these like these these breakthroughs with plant medicine and it's like but maybe uh i think differently you know and it is what what one i think discovers as you come to learn to work with these sac sacred sacraments well i love that you brought that up because that is what i see as one of the biggest uh things that are holding back someone's what they are at, at they're actually able to receive in medicine mm. this is why you know we go through a deep process of preparing and uh learning to work with the medicine learning how to not let our mind get in the way and loop and and just play with the energy moving through us and all that awareness of how we're playing with the energy of the medicine yet my love even with all that even if we prepare you to the the nines and and have it like okay and this is what you know as you feel this energy this is how you move it and this is how you work with it and yes fear and anxiety are going to come up because this stuff wants to come up and this is this is how you play with it so that we don't have trauma and all these other things not, or like uh, the actual studies in, in a lot of the, the scientists and the doctors that I've worked with, because I've gone deep into how do we get to receive what happens in medicine and this communication better. And I've gotten really curious about that. They, in, in their studies, um, there was like 85% of what you receive gets blocked by the ego, 85%. And so this is why through the years, actually grandmother, you know, Abuelita, grandmother Ayahuasca told me six to eight years ago, when I started working uh, with her, where she said, track every single experience you have with me and have all your people do it too. And all my retreats, I'd always done it. And I didn't know why. It was just like, as soon as we come out, track and capture everything that we can. Now I've had many upgrades from even that, where it's like, uh, you know, so that we can like, so if someone goes back and they listen to that, so I have my people after a retreat they, where they track and they capture, and then they're going back through and they're like, okay, what are the things I was shown? What I was called to? What is the, the pieces? And I'll give you an example. Like in one of my recent retreats, uh, one of the beloveds had, you know, after as we were talking and doing some integration, she was like, yeah, I had, you know, these visions of me leading these sound healing alchemy things, which she's super passionate about doing these womb clearing healings, which she's done a whole journey around. And she's like, and, but you know, I'm a single mom and I got to keep my job as like a mortgage person or whatever. And you see how instantly, even though we got all this guidance and awareness, and this is what I get started, the mind jumped in and goes, oh, but that's not safe. You can't do that because, and that's the program that goes, oh, you know, let me just push that out and I'll just stay here. And I helped her catch it and see it. And now she literally has left her job and she's running experiences and doing all this stuff. But those are those, that's like an example of where we get divine guidance of where our path is, our purpose, where we're called to go. And 
through our human experience, we do get to learn how to follow the energy. And I think so it becomes so much easier to listen and to, to, to uh, operate in life from your intuition, from your guidance, just like you had the, it wasn't even your field of awareness. So you had experience and you're like, this is what I'm called to do. And you followed. And we're, the more clean we are, the more we've cleared out, it's like the more of a clear vessel we are to like have that innate communication with ourself, with, with our intuition, with life, with, with the, the higher energies of like, Ooh, this comes into the field. Ooh, what would that look like? And moving that way, because we've cleared out a lot of the stuff that says, no, you can't do that, but that still is happening. And so, especially as someone is first in the experience. So there's what, you know, what I uh, want for people to have an awareness around is how they can not only be in communication with the, the sacred sacraments and the spirits during the experience and, and, and move the energy to have so much more happen, like lifetimes and lifetimes of things can be cleansed and cleared and get that guidance and direction. But then how do they capture that? Not just, okay, I had this experience here. It's like, you could probably go back to your experiences in the jungle and you have like a remembrance and you, you can tune into like a feeling and like, oh, when this message came through and I, and like, I, I have this, these memories of you just like dancing and like shining it up. And it's like, you're like, oh, this came through and this energy and then I'm just, oh, and you can take yourself back to that and go, ah, and you can imprint with that feeling. So that's one way we can do it yet. Um, what I've uh, started to create or have in, in my retreats now is like integration specialists that are also like, let's go back. Let's listen to your audios. Let's like you hand transcribe what those messages were. Okay. How are you moving forward on that? How are you integrating that? And we're like bit by bit for weeks and weeks and even months at a time tuning back into that because even to go, okay, I track and captured and yeah. Okay. These are the messages I got and I'm moving forward on that. You still are missing tons of gold in what you actually experience. And so the more I've gotten curious with how we actually uh, receive everything that's available and track that. And we are, you know, moving forward on that. And we're looking at all the pieces of what we're healing. It's like one experience can, I mean, make some biggest, hugest difference in your life than what a lot of people where they just go have a great experience and they had some yeah. shifts and, you know, had some these great feelings, but then they, like you said, they come back to human life and it's like, yeah, that was just when I was on medicine. Yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful reflection of the intelligence of these plants and that the yeah, intelligence yes. while felt and experienced in journey, as you point out, when, when, we, when we make it back home, 85% of it is someplace else because we were someplace else in the experience. And yet the intelligence of the plants can be with you for weeks and months out. Uh, I also believe that that part of the intelligence is to really allow us to come home to ourselves and understand mm -hmm. that we are the medicine. We don't even yes. need the medicine when we get yes. to that point. Yes. Yes. So happy that you brought that in as well, because it's like all these things that are activated in my own personal experience. I remember one time even working with grandmother and then I, you know, at the time I was living in California, I was back in California and I was in like the Yogananda self-realization garden and I was meditating and all of a sudden I started having all this communication with grandmother. And she's telling me, I'm like talking to her. And it's like, like, you don't actually need to be on medicine. It's that you open and uh, uh, like you clear your system and you open and access what is your true DNA, your divine blueprint, which is like, I, you know, accessing or awakening that DNA that we block that is allowing us to, to have connection with all things and, and all that to be available. So it's like medicine will, will, you know, it's like when you go back to it is when it calls you again. 
when there's more layers, right? Because there's many layers that we get to do, but it's not, uh, you know, um, I can only be experiencing this when I'm on medicine. This is what I think is the shadow of what we've heard about medicine because people haven't learned how to first off prepare themselves and work with it and then integrate that they think it's only about when they're in medicine that they have this experience and oh so I've got to go back so I can have this elated experience because that was just like bliss and I was free etc that freedom imprinted within you and all the messages and truths is saying now you get to go home and integrate this into your life that you be this freedom always because you are the medicine you are the magic you are the miracle you are the sacred you are source and source doesn't seek source just is so it's almost we're just coming to that connection remembrance that we are source we are again i choose my perception i code in my realities my words i see uh everything through beyond the illusion of the human programs of unconditional love and acceptance and light and bliss and joy and everything has a right to exist and all these awarenesses that's what I'm bringing into how I operate in life. Yeah, you know, and you point out, we are the source of our experience. We are the source, we're the creator, we are the ones who are having the experience and having the experience, <laughs> it's like period. You're having it and you're having it and you are the cre creator within the creation. And it, it's a continuous yes. um uh, flowing of the energy that we we came here to be. We came here for this and in the knowing, which brings me to this question about like, why is it now that the new earth is really revealing itself? And this awakening is occurring at what I can from my, you know, small understanding of, of really what's going on right now with the universe, really see that there is this massive shift that is occurring and more people are awakening to higher levels of consciousness, to new earth, and like what it really means to be in this unity consciousness and oneness with one another. Yeah. Um, well, in, in, in some ways, it's funny because all things have a right to exist and polarity is what we're here to experience. So it's like I and you could be like choosing new earth experience right now. And someone else in the world can be choosing hell, damnation, life is horrible, awful, et cetera. So it's more of, <laughs> it's more of like, um, I, I would say we've seen with the previous experiences the last few years, how there's been a lot of cleansing and clearing. It's like, Anything that is not a higher level vibration is getting cleansed and cleared from the systems, from education to government, to banking and finances. All these things have had opportunities for us to upgrade, to go, wait, we're sovereign beings and we get to choose to have a different experience or have a, a greater experience. And there's still a lot of people that aren't even aware of, um, you know, beyond that illusion. So that's why I'm like, well, we all, it's, it's, it's a matter of choice for ourselves of knowing this, who do I choose to be? What do I choose to bring into the world? And Yes, more than ever. And I guess I could say a couple years before, uh, whatever you want to call it, COVID, et cetera, the, the labels for it came out. The light beings had said to me that there was going to be a big shift coming in the world where they're like, we can either choose uh, new earth or it can choose destruction. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, guess whatever happens, happens. And, and I'm up for it all because I'm obviously choosing to be here in this experience. Again, neutrality to all of it. And it was, they've, sh they've shared with me many times, almost like how with new sound and light codes that have come in and how there's a tipping scale. They're like 53% of humanity is right now choosing higher elevated consciousness. So it's tipping the scales towards new earth. And 
at the same time, like I said, I can be, I can be experiencing new earth now. It's not like I have to wait. Heaven is a state of consciousness. So it's, it's not that I have to wait till this happens for, you know, me to be experiencing. I just get to be it and be that transmission and that frequency and that experience of life that gets to share it with other people. And, and hopefully people see, oh, that's also available. Um, yet there has been, I would say it's just like, uh, um, it's been building. I won't get too deep into like some of the, you know, a lot of the underground type different things that have been happening on the planet as well as many other planets for a long time. That's just a part of our journey of healing Pachamama Gaia, being in connection with her. Again, when we choose to live in ways where we honor the earth, we honor, you know, the waters, we honor everything. We honor everyone that it's new earth frequency is everyone wins. There is no win-lose. There's only win-win benefit for all. Everyone's, uh, everyone's prosperous. Everyone's thriving. Everyone's fed. Everyone has, you know, a roof over their heads. There isn't this separation. So unity, as you're speaking to like the unity consciousness is again, coming to the awareness that like, I am all things. So how could I ever separate myself from that person, that way of being? That's why even in, from this higher level of awareness, as we've gone through these shifts, some people are still choosing I'm going to judge that, like that, that system, that government, et cetera, instead of our, our, our only way to cleanse, heal, alchemy and bring it to a higher level of experience is to love, to accept, to be. So um, the light beings have kind of explained it to me. And there's these different waves of how you could say people, there's the people like, oh, I'm going to fucking fight this and I'm going to show up and I'm going to rally. And it's coming from fight energy. And then there's uh, the, let's just say, let's go up to a highest realm, which is like, I'm going to be love. It's like Mother Teresa said, you know, you can invite me to a peace rally, but if you invited her to a war rally, she's like, no, why would I put my energy and my focus there? So it, it's, there's, it's, it's like a constant evolution that we're in. And more than ever, we can see there's been big shifts in the world propelling us forward to, which almost, it's almost like it has to get more challenging, more challenging, more challenging for people to wake up, right? To be like, Am I going to buy into the program or am I going to dissolve the program completely? Am I going to play the game and in a comfortable way, or am I going to dissolve it and be like, let's, let's, there's so much more than the program in and of itself. Yeah. And it's interesting because when I think about just, if I think back a hundred years, 200 years, I mean, in no way would these types of conversations be occurring because at that time, the mass collective conversations and consciousness was nowhere near the types of conversations that we're having and more people are having. And so this process of evolution that humanity has gone through, the, the, the you know, the, the cosmos, the or all of it, all of us are kind of moving through it along with uh, the planet and, and even the plants. You know, I often think about this huge wave that is occurring right now where more people are having conversations about plant medicine and choosing uh, psychedelics and really choosing that as their path, if you will, at least to fast tracking into higher states of consciousness is that it's as if the plants even know that because this new earth reality is now underway, that they are perhaps proponents or conduits to getting people there if they choose. We know you can probably get there through breath work, um, yeah. through various different means. Yeah. And yet the plants are, are, are coming into this uh, field with us. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's many ways at the mountaintop um, mm. to, to come from a place to say, this is the way and the only way would be a, not the highest vibration of consciousness. And I can only share from my own experience and, and why I feel like it's just cat, it's a, just grown immensely for me as a part of where to put my attention and focus and my passion and my voice 
um, in this last year, which was, has also shown up even with you doing the documentary was that, I mean, the light beings were like, and the, the sacred sacraments, grandmother's been telling me for years, it was like six to eight years ago, probably she told me, start talking about it. And I was like, nobody's talking about it. They're all going to think I'm on drugs and I'm woo woo. And I mean, I am woo woo and you know, the wooest of them. <laughs> I am, I am super woo woo. I love it. And I'm super human. I'm all of it. And I mean, I was raised in a strict Mormon religion, LDS, et cetera. And even though I wasn't participating in any of that as my way of life, I was like, oh my gosh, my family, you know, everyone's, you know, and I was like, you know what? I cannot deny what I've experienced working with sacred sacraments. Like how could I ever deny that for anyone else? And someone's got to start talking about it. That's how we create a new way is someone has to start. And I started talking about it and here it is like eight years later and everyone's talking about it and we can talk about it. And it's like now, I mean, beloved, I don't know if you just heard the legalization in Colorado. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, how like celebrating, like we are, we are encoding. I've been encoding that for a while that like, we, we see the legalization of this and people hearing the truth, which you're doing through the documentary and these conversations as well as that people hear what's available and how to experience this in safe, sacred spaces to be able to have this expansion awareness. And it is a massive fast track. It's like why I started taking, I was doing retreats long before with like my mindset, emotional training and all the things that I've done. And, um, and, and I chose to work with sacred sacraments for several years before I ever took clients through it or, or did groups with it or, or whatnot. And I was like, it was one of the motivators for me is like, if I've had this much expansion from this, how could I not like offer that or support that or, or let the, the, the clients that I'm working with that I'm invested in, in their, their growth, their expansion know about this. It was like, this would just be, it's like, it, I can't imagine not everyone having this available and which so many people have as they go through sacred sacraments. Like, yeah. It, it yeah. reminds me. Yeah. It reminds me of my first um, experience with ayahuasca and I will never forget. I laid there in the jungle and I had my right hand out and I'm like, what am I going to do next? What do I do next with life? Like what funnel, what email, what business, what am I doing next? And I got the very clear message. All it was, was love. And it was like, I could hear this voice. And I was like, ah, and I kept hearing it and feeling it actually. And I was like, wait a second. I did not travel all this way with these strange folks to lay here in this jungle to talk about love. I know what love is like, seriously. And I'm like, I, in my mind, I'm like, all right, so what's next? And it was like, yes. just this sensation of love. And then I spent the entire day in journey with grandmother in this experience of love, like feeling love and trusting love and knowing what love and thinking about how people love and why people love and why we choose to do love. And like, it was all love. And I'm like, well, that was not what I was asking for, but it was surely what I needed. <laughs> yeah, babe. I love that. I remember you sharing that where it's like my humans, like, oh, hey, okay, whatever. Love. Like again, why would I travel all to Columbia, a strange country and this woman and all these things just to that. Right. That's how simple it really is. And that's all the human stuff that's in the way. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what I now know and understand was that experience was so profound for me that I remember saying that everybody and their mama literally <laughs> needs to do this. And at the time I didn't connect the dots. 
four uh, journeys later in the week that we were there, it still never dropped in like, what am I going to do? And then when the message to do the documentary dropped in, did I connect the dots that the documentary gets to bring people the information about these plant medicines and what I believe is truly the overall message of what it is, what love is. And so now it like coming full circle, it was like, ah, so I really did get what I needed to know, uh, which was yeah. everybody and their mama needs to know about this. And obviously here's the documentary. Yes. <laughs> and I love that you brought awareness to that because it is like, you are still communicating with the sacred science. You've created that connection. You're building a relationship. It's like you, you've opened up uh, communication with higher awareness, higher consciousness, that it, as you're integrating and you're like taking that next step and you're, you're moving things through your system or you're taking new patterns, behaviors, it's like the next piece, the next piece, the next piece where you are like, oh, I get it. I see the exact falling forth or exactly what it's to do and all the things that were connected. And what I also love in, you know, in the many years of working with medicine that, that I, I finally get as a context as well is that it's like, no matter what people put as their intentions, as I have people prepare themselves and like, what are your intentions? But then we let go of those intentions. It's like no attachments, no expectations, because whatever comes up is the next thing required for your soul to heal and to experience an imprint with that you can move forward towards eventually even getting that. And yet what most people experience like you is that uh, like with some retrospect or like, well, that was exactly what I intended. Like, I, I set this intention. It didn't look like I was getting my intention from the human brain, but I was getting all these, you know, healings, imprintings, activations, awarenesses, and whoa, that actually is exactly what allowed me to create and experience what I was intending. So I'm always like, I feel like everyone always gets what they intend anyways, even if it comes about later in different ways, because all these pieces are interconnected. It's like such a higher awareness that we're working with and consciousness than us. This is why I really love, love working with sacred sacraments with like my high level clients and the people in my programs and, and that are invested into that, that, that desire to open and expand is because I'm like, I could coach you from the Marcy Locke journey and mindset and emotional training and all the things. And I've definitely had a journey and I've traveled all over the world and I've done immersions upon immersions with enlightened masters and darkness immersions and much more than just sacred sacraments. And that would be me trying to be in control. That would be my awareness. And I'm not in your body. I'm not your soul. I'm not your mind. Like it just takes out all the guesswork. It's like, it's not up to me. It's up to your soul. It's up to these higher awarenesses and conscious connected to your soul that pre-planned and pre-paved it all to, to like be here in this experience and do this. I'm just here to fucking support you and like yeah. guide you in, in the, you know, in where the human can get in the way that we can process and move through things that we can keep opening and expanding to the next layers. And like, oh, and this is how we're going to take that and integrate it into the human world. And we're going to prepare ourselves, but it's the fucking medicine and <laughs> sacred sacraments and this higher consciousness. It's like, like, it just makes it so easy. Yes, <laughs> so it certainly so does. Did you know that beyond this podcast that I help busy entrepreneurs, storytellers, artists, creatives, and healers who might be feeling a little bit bored and burnt out and trying to figure out what to do next and what's my purpose in life, really find those answers? How? Oh, I say it's through shifting. 
It's just a matter of shifting your vibration and your frequency to higher states of consciousness and awareness in order to find the answers and live the life that we truly desire to live. So if you want to become a deliberate conscious creator who is enjoying the creations and the manifestations that you are experiencing in life, then I invite you to be a part of a very special five-week intensive. You can get all the details at dariath.com forward slash shift to learn more. You can experience wholeness, personal freedom, expanded states of creativity, confidence and flow while achieving your goals and flourishing in your unique gifts and talents. After this podcast episode, please head over to dariath.com forward slash shift to learn more about it. We're definitely tracking one another and in flow in this conversation because the next item on my list it's the conversation about your darkness immersion and you oh. just brought that up. So, oh, I can't wait to hear how that went. Yeah. Oh, this has been my, so I just came out of the darkness. Like, uh, I think it's been like a week and a half, maybe, maybe close to two weeks. Um, it's my second darkness immersion I've been in. Actually was working with grandmother, Abuelita Ayahuasca. I had uh, run four retreats this year with grandmother and the last two retreats I did where I was just in Colombia. I'm now in Guatemala. Um, yeah. And my first in, in, in this, this one retreat, like all of a sudden, and it wasn't even during medicine. It was actually like the, 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 the energy the you could call it the spirit, the awareness, the conscious of the darkness came in and started communicating with me and was just like sharing with me these remembrances of being in the dark and these messages. Well, ironically, then I go to process everyone from after our, our day of medicine and all these messages from the dark were like, this was what was exactly what everyone required. So it kind of popped in. It was like, remember the darkness, the darkness is, is like, there's these messages. Well, then grandmother and the darkness in my, uh, my next retreat, both came in and was like, you gotta get your ass in the dark. <laughs> it's time, go back, it's time get your ass back in the dark. And I was like, okay. So I follow and my assistant looked into, I was headed to Guatemala next, looked in and found one place that had one opening the whole time I was going to be here in Guatemala. And my soul was like, I get to do five days in the dark. You know, I'm going to fast and, and do that. That's what I was called to Last time I did uh, fasted for seven days, did four days in the dark. And it was a completely different experience, which I also um, like just noticed the level of different attunement I'm at. You know, I, the, the last time I went to the dark at being my first experience, it was very much a mind fuck. And it was very much a learning to like all these things I got to heal with my mind and letting things come up this time. It was like, I'm going into be to integrate everything, uh, that I've been receiving. And that was a big reason why I feel like I was called into the dark is, you know, I, I had a lot of retreats and, uh, like a mystery school immersion I was in and a part of, and we did the documentary film. We filmed we for a week. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like a day after I came out of a deep medicine experience and, and then, you know, went right into running retreat and all these things. And, and it was like, you have not integrated. And when we stop and allow all these codes and these things to integrate. So I took the time a few days before, which I'm so grateful to have the awareness I do about preparing and knowing how to maximize these spaces from working with medicine and these different things is I, I went back through my audios from when the 
uh, in one of the, the recent experiences I did out of curiosity of how we track these things better is I did this deep medicine experience where they recorded everything and I was just transmitting for hours. And so I got to go back and listen to those transmissions and those messages and feel those imprintings in my body. And I was writing out and going back through my tracking and my audios and my journals from all the last retreats that I've done with grandmother and taking those messages. And I was like, I'm integrating these messages and these codes. I'm going in there to integrate to fully be, and I knew my only job this time was just to love everything, to love everything and just witness where my mind was at and what would come up and how to, the other upgrade that grandmother's given me and, and the light beings in the last uh, couple experiences was how to uh, like upgrade my mind completely to not ever loop, to like catch it and go, oh, yep, I got that. And hey, mind, guess what? When you bring me that information, I've, I've received it. Now go gather new information. It's either new information or we get to be here. And just, there was all these upgrades I got to like experience and play with. Um, and coming to a place of just witnessing these, uh, like con I'm consciousness, just witnessing consciousness. And so letting these sense scars or these things come up and just be witnessed and, and a whole other way of alchemizing. That isn't that I necessarily have to always, you know, I did transmit some sound codes. I actually got, uh, took it an audio recorder and got to, capture some transmitting some sound codes and different things and just a lot of um what i wanted to to i felt called in this time was to dissolve the illusions of the dark of because i had the last day and a half just pure constant light codes flat like constant light for at least a day and a half it was just non-stop light didn't matter if my i closed my eyes it wasn't like it was just in the room it was like inside outside everywhere lights like different greens and yellows and reds and sacred geometry and then white lights and flashing and like codes coming through. Yeah. So, um, the last day and a half, um, I was just receiving these constant, like, ah, I don't even know how to describe it. it it's like visions of sacred geometry, different experiences of light, um, from all different colors, just like flowing into my system, just like frequencies. And like, it's almost like with my heartbeat, it was like, these things were just flashing and coming in. And I think after like a day, I was like, okay, if I, can I, am I going to get any sleep? And I, I remember closing my eyes and being like, it doesn't matter. My eyes are closed. My eyes are open. I'm just receiving all these frequencies. And I just turned to like, yes, this is what I came for. Like integrate imprint. So I just had massive, um, yeah, beautiful experiences of light, which is again, the illusion of the dark that the void or the darkness has nothing or no thing. It's like the mother Mary prayer, which is mother of all things. Take me to that place deep inside my womb where I may know no thing and be reborn anew. And it's like mm. in the void, in the womb consciousness, the birthing that's available, all things exist. Like all the light is there. All the creation is there. It's like why you know, in the universe, 89 point some odd percent of the universe is dark energy, which is just energy that literally, again, as we, we connect to our mystical multidimensional building connection to energy, it's like we, we create from that place. It's all there to be birthed from that place. So, um, I felt like I got to practice just so being with, with myself fully, um, and felt like I came out reborn and rebirthed at a whole other attunement and embodiment of like, like coming out. It's like when you've been fully with yourself in the dark and where it's like you dissolve fears, anxieties, anything. It's like, there's, there's nothing that can, you can buy into these stories anymore. It's like coming out. And when, when, when it's a whole journey, just to feel your way into like brush your teeth. And I was in a very simple, like silent meditation retreat center where it was like, 
compost of, you know, you, you, you lift up this toilet seat to, to pee in that one and you lift up this toilet seat to poop in that one and put, you know, sawdust and I'm in all in the dark. And so Wait, I was like, going to say, describe if you can, just the, just so I have a vi- we have a visual yeah. of the darkness you were in. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if I had my, did this in front of my face, you can't see it. It's like pitch black. But the so room. So it's basically like- a room with a, a bed. I had a bed. It was like a concrete like room, like solid concrete, no light coming in. Um, I had a bed and I literally could walk in and had a little meditation chair bench here. Um, a little shelf or two above like some altar space that I, you know, had could like, okay, I'll find my toothbrush. It's right there. And then I would step down into this, like slide this door, step down into this bathroom that again, very simple. Cause I was, you know, it's like a self-sustainable eco silent retreat space. And it was like, okay, you, if you're going to poop, you're going to poop in this one on the right. And if you're going to, and then you got to find the sawdust and put it in, in there. And if you're going to pee good thing, like, cause I dry fasted for three days and only water fast. I, I like a peed a few times, but it's like, and if you got to pee, you're going to pee in this one. And then it's literally just a tiny sink. And there was a shower, which they told me only had cold water. I was like, I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> Not even going there. (laughs) And that was it. And so as much as I thought, like I brought in some things for like me to like my, my yoga strap and things to like open my body and stretch and flexibility. I did do rape, hape, which the, the traditions of the shamans and the, that would use this immersion as an experience is they would go into the dark and they would do rape, which you've done obviously with me in, in, in Columbia, as well as in the other experiences and to the sacred tobacco to light up and open their neural pathways. So I did do rape in the dark. That was fun. Uh, it's like <laughs> trusting how much I measure my hand. Good thing I've served hundreds of people and done it thousands of times. And I was like, okay, I think I scooped up half. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, and then like, I had the intuition to bring a spit cup. I had the intuition to bring, uh, you know, my wipes, which I'm so grateful for, but just to like, in the dark, find my toothbrush and my toothpaste. Okay. And then like, okay, here's the door. Okay. I like step down. Okay. feel, find the sink. Okay. Okay. Water. Okay. Okay. How do I, uh, do I even get toothpaste on here and going through that? And then, okay, I got to turn around. I got to dry my mouth and walk out just to like find, okay, where I set my toothbrush. Like it felt like such a energetic marathon <laughs> that just, then I was like, just get back to the bed. But I also had been fasting for days before in preparation in this. And this was just my, I don't know if other people have ever done it that way. I've never heard of anyone else doing it that way. This was just what the light beings had guided me to is that I like have no interruption within my system. And I've found, cause food can be such a distraction that we're like, even when I, I scribbled on a note, like asking them the last day, I was like, if they could just bring me a tea. And I feel like as I dry fast this last day, or as I water fast this last day, I noticed I had so many human attachments to my tea. Like, oh my gosh, are they, what are they, what is it daytime? Is it nighttime? Are they bringing me my tea? Oh my gosh, I have a tea. And I was like, whoa. And they came once and, and then there was no tea there. And I'm being like, what the fuck? Like, why are they checking on me? They're not going to bring me my tea. And I was like, whoa, see what attachments do. And can I release that? So it was just such a beautiful, yeah, practice of integrating these higher awarenesses. And then um, I felt like I came out, like I said, like, I mean, just to be able to see. And I mean, to brush my teeth with ease, to go to the bathroom. It's just like, it's all here. It's all available. There's no level of appreciation. I bet so much, so much appreciation. And, and just to like, so why would I ever create a story that creates suffering or, or, or operate from the consciousness of lack or scarcity that something is not here, or it's not right in this moment, or it's not the way it should be blah, blah, blah. To me, I'm just like, 
just silliness where there was a level of attunement before that, where it's like, I could catch the ideas and, oh, what do I get to heal and alchemize and catch frustration or anything like that. Now I'm just like, it's like, it's just this level of attunement of like, it's so glorious. And that, and what's been beautiful is now integrating that and embodying that. Cause I have had, I had a little initiation with a scorpion the other day um, and like bug bites and, and where instead of me being like noticing where the past me would have had like a level of frustration is, you know, annoyance. It was like, I'm so glad the joy that I'm in this, and this is beautiful. So that's just one immersion. And this is why I geek out on, and I've been doing this for many years of like continuing to find these layers and then just yeah. Yeah. Live from this place, which is beautiful and available for all of us. It has to be an undeniably rich, scary, um, enlightening, fearful, like everything that could possibly exist on the spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, from, from good to bad, if you will, mm-hmm. and, and everything in between to be in that experience, like mm-hmm. literally, you know, people, yeah. people often do many things like climbing mountains and scuba diving and jumping out of planes and all the things, but mm-hmm. five days in the dark with no food and like no human contact, um, is to- I can barely, it's, it's ineffable. <laughs> yeah, you know, what's funny though, is like, cause I was sharing with my last group that I took through Colombia with grandmother. Um, cause I was, you know, going to be leaving Colombia and going to Guatemala and was sharing this. And some of them were like, Oh my God, that sounds so scary. And I was like, you know, the crazy shit that I've done all over the world. Like I've swam in underwater or under, yeah, under underground cave waters with five foot eels. And, you know, I've done, I've, I've, uh, uh cryogenically frozen my tonsils to open my neural pathways. I've, I've been sat in caves with enlightened masters. I was like, sitting in the dark feels really safe <laughs> compared to a lot of the stuff I've been called to. And absolutely the last time I went in it, it felt terrifying in my system. Cause I had so much human resistance coming up that I had to be with and to be with yourself fully. So that's why I say it just goes to show you know, in, I've had so many journeys with the sacred sacraments this year as I was called to bring a lot of the retreats back on, um, and, 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 and offer that again, that it's like, wow, my level of attunement and where I'm at, that I was actually really excited. And I, I had stuff start to churn and the human stuff come up, which we know will always come up, um, in every experience. And because I got to look at that and move through it, it allowed me to go deep with it into what I wanted to experience, which was like, I'm integrating, I'm being rebirthed, I'm being recalibrated. And I put my awareness there. And it's the same thing I see as working with sacraments where it's like, when we prepare and we can start to cleanse and clear what is here and in the way, again, if we have a perception of, oh my gosh, this is gonna be hard and this is gonna be scary. Cause this, all the things that you said that that experience entails is, is I would say exactly the same with sacred sacraments. You know, it's most yeah. people have to, again, work through either they're not going to go because they've heard it and they're like, that sounds scary, or they get curious and they get to have these conversations and they work through all the ideas and the stories. It's why we do so much allow you to go, Hey, you're safe. Like we're going into safe, sacred space. You're literally yeah. lay in the garden of Eden and have, you know, uh, just this open, uh, you know, moving through your system, cleansing, clearing, awakening, opening it. Like, like you experienced, we're just like, love love. And then people go, okay, so I can work through this fear that I don't know what's going to happen. And I can step into that. And, you know, um, it just, it, it, I'm grateful to witness the evolution of my own soul and, and how I could experience it in such a different way than before. And then how I can bring those awarenesses 
that other people can receive and implement. Um, yeah. And the evolution of your soul that. is so beautiful to witness um, oh, and you, to know you and to see uh, the, the expansion that you're living, not just thinking and not just feeling, but that you are doing and having by result of really being attuned to what your soul is asking you um, to, to experience. So I want to drop down and talk about what your body experiences and particularly <laughs> coffee enemas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, but I do put it up my ass. I like to say, <laughs> to lighten this conversation up just a bit. Cause I've got a few more questions before we close, but the coffee enemas, I got to tell you. Yeah, babe. Um, it's a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It, it's like it's awesome. Like, <laughs> have you started to implement it more, huh? I have. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. All my besties that I've shared these codes with, they're like the coolest thing ever, and my clients that do it and and whatnot, and. On the general, most people that come into my treats and I share all this deep, like cleansing the body and preparing the body and the enemas being, I mean, it clears energy, stuck energy from your system and your gut, which our, our gut has its own brain. You know, it's like our heart has actually the brain that we get to operate from, which is our awareness to operate from our higher heart or, or our make decisions from our heart, but our gut as well. And when all this stuff is stuck in it. Um, and so, yeah, like most people are like, okay, that sounds like a little much. And they do it a little bit when they get ready for retreats, but it's usually after like you're experiencing, you're like, okay. And I'm like, here's some tricks and hacks to like, make this easy where you start to implement it. And I swear my besties, like send me messages. We're like, ah, coffee enema. It's awesome. Da, 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 da. And I tell you, that's when I practice my Spanish every day. It's, you know, it's like lay down, do my coffee enema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is quite a cool experience. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm like, you know, why, why would somebody shoot coffee up their ass? Well, because it actually is. a, it, it, you know, feels pretty good afterwards, I must say the energy, the release in energy, all of it. Um, it and so yeah, yeah this this really interesting. Yeah. You said something earlier that I want to round back to. Um, and that is this um, conversation that that eh, I guess we maybe have with ourselves or this mm -hmm. thought, perhaps, uh, which is, why would I entertain suffering? Why, why would I choose to live in suffering? And um, it really goes deeper than that, because I think when we can, we are aware of it. And yet, for some people, knowing that it is a choice mm -hmm. is alone, like mind blowing. So let's uh, talk a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, well, um, gosh, where, where do we go with that? Because there's so many, there's so much available. It's like, when we come back to what, you know, we talked about coding and how it's like, when I just, this was a big thing for me in the darkness where I recognize you even said where it's like, we are the source of our own experience and we're experiencing something. The truth is we're actually not the thing experiencing it. We're consciousness witnessing our mind, having a perception about whatever's in front of us a preference, a program, which is again, the things that want to come up and move through our system that if we react and we, um, unconsciously it's, it's a trigger. It's something that's been, there's uh, something to heal there. It's when we actually can witness and we choose what we want to 
do with that, with the energy, where we want to put our focus, et cetera, again, as a sovereign source creator. So it's like always in choice. So uh, like two days ago, I went to um, this other city in Guatemala. I traveled to like, oh, I'm going to go discover the city for a couple of days. And um, I actually just shared this video on, on uh, you know, on my social media that I just, I was, I was laughing my ass off in that I, my assistant set up a, a hotel room for me. I get to the city so I could go explore the next day. And and she's like, oh, I set you up this VIP cool room with a big old tub and hot tub. And I was like, oh, for a while, like, you know, because I'm in, I'm in a, what people would call a second world country. I call it, a, you know, an evolving country. And I was so excited to have a tub. And so I'm like, I'm going to pack my Epsom salts and everything. And I get there. And they're like, oh, so sorry. We don't have a room with a tub for you. Problems, da, da, da. And I was like, hmm, okay. I was like, all right, well, this is what it is. What what else do I get to experience? And through just, you know, co- conversing with them, um, they were like, oh, we'll give you breakfast. I don't do breakfast because I intermittent, intermittent fast and do my coffee enemas and stuff in the morning. And so I was like, what else is available? And they said, oh, you can go to this restaurant and have whatever you want, have all the things. And so I go to the restaurant and it's like beautiful lights and this, you know, just beautiful setting and beautiful people. And I'm just sitting here going like, all of it's here and available. Like, it's all so beautiful. And like, oh, you know, ordering some food and having a little dinner date with myself. And I'm literally in my own little space and dimension, laughing my ass off of just the beauty of life. And I could have been frustrated, mad that I didn't have a room with a tub and I was all excited for it. My assistant set it up for me and why did they fuck up and blah, 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 blah. You see my point? Is like, oh, I absolutely see your point because yeah. I think, yeah, it's the, and and really, and if we can go a little bit deeper, so that in the to to reframe this this idea that we, you know, why would we choose suffering? And and in yes. fact, we're making that choice, and 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 yep. because I think in the context, most people, myself included, sometimes yep. would think that, yeah, I mean, but wait a second, like, how could you say that I'm choosing suffering? Like, I didn't choose to have this thing to happen. I didn't yes. choose to have that thing but we're choosing our response to it, which may in fact be creating our own internal suffering. Yes, which if you wanna go deep and we go to the deeper layers of this awareness is like when we come back to us as sovereign beings who I believe I chose every single moment interaction experience of this existence. Like I designed it all with my higher, you know, angelic or, you know, you could call guides, et cetera. It's like, oh, these are all the experiences. I want to come have the polarity of for my soul's expansion and like, do, 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 do. And, and so as a sovereign creator, like everything was designed for me. Everything is for me. It's like, that's where the ideas of, of, of uh, lack or scarcity consciousness is to say something's missing. It's not here. It's not available. When when we exist in a reality or again, a world where infinite possibilities exist. So now notice each of us might have our preferences, our programs, our ideas about how life is supposed to be or operate. And there's one world experience. How could then the world always be what it, it, it's like this person prefers and this person prefers and this it's what we're choosing to see it as. And yet there's infinite possibilities. So there's, there's, if someone's sitting here operating in a place of like, this happened to me. This person hurt me, abused me. I mean, if you go back into my story, you know, there was a, you've read my book. So it's like a lot of trauma and uh, abuse and all these things that from that conscious was, this was done to me and, and, you know, etc. When now it's like, I wouldn't be who I am today if that all didn't happen. I actually chose that and created that and experienced that, that I could be who I am today. So so even from that higher awareness, it's like, there's nothing ever missing. 
everything is here and available. What do we want to choose to do with it so we can stay in these lower ideas and that are creating suffering? So it is choosing suffering because if I choose a perception that it's wrong or bad or judge it or shame it, again, I'm choosing a lower vibration of density in my body and, and perception that creates those thoughts, creates those emotions in my body, which feel heavy and don't feel good. And they keep me in this, uh, that's a choice. And in the same experience, just as like I shared on a very light note of how whatever shows up, oh, well, this is what it is. What do I want to create with it? And how do I create joy and peace and happiness or understanding or compassion? If it bothers me or triggers me, what is here for me to heal in a, in a greater awareness, nothing's ever missing. Nothing is ever lacking. We're all just here for our perfect experience of our expansion, our remembrance of all that we are. And Life is bringing up perfectly, again, a reflection, because it's all a mirror, a reflection of what is on the inside that we can actually witness it so that we can cleanse and clear and heal and have a higher evolved experience with it. Hence to have more love, to have more joy, to have more abundance. But if we're going to hold on to the old ideas, which is creating our suffering, we stay in that same experience and same lesson, if you will. So it's like, from that awareness, it's like, well, wouldn't I want everything to be fucking coming in then? You know, that's why this catapulting with sacred sacraments is like, let's just let it all happen. You know, let's let the human get out of the way that's trying to slow it all down and thinks it can only handle so much and is suppressing. And let's just open the floodgates and allow ourselves to receive and clean and clear that we can be seeing beyond this illusion, beyond the suffering and choose our bliss, our joy, our happiness, our peace, our love, our neutrality with all of life and exactly how it's being. Yeah, what a deep, deep, deep perspective on that. And I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk about it and help to frame it um, around choice. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that's probably the greatest gift that we have is our ability mm. to choose. Yeah, yeah babe, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So as we wrap up, I'd love for you to, uh, of course, you know, the name of this podcast series mm -hmm. is The Way of the Healer. The name of the documentary that you are featured in is mm -hmm. called The Way of the Healer. And so uh, if you could share with us what you um, would define as the way mm -hmm. of the healer that you are, what does that mean? Huh? Wow, I love that. Ooh, that feels juicy. Mm, that feels alive and rich and yummy. Um, you know, what, what, what comes through as you say that, and I connect to the frequency of that is the way is simply being like being here in my experience is actually the way of our healing. Right. Isn't that funny? Because it's like, when I try to distract with life and, um, uh, the light beings have shown me kind of like, there's, there's a few ways where we, we distract ourselves from objects. Like I can hear the dog barking and this and that we distract ourselves from thoughts. We distract ourselves from emotions, but when we can actually witness and be here, I can witness all that and allow what wants to move to heal. And from that place, what I want to add to this is being an embodied healer, like to be embodied, to be here embodied, to experience, like you said, these transmission, these codes, these frequencies coming through, because a lot of us can without healing our own wounds, then we're just projecting our shit out for other people. And a lot of leaders can do this. It's like their beliefs, their perceptions, and it can be almost like they're wounded, you know, is stepping into a place of like a healer, but is a wounded healer. They're, they're, it's still spreading these things. So I think the greatest way that we can be in the way of the healer is to be in, uh, in, in, um, in the way of our own divine discovery 
our mm. own divine blueprint to awaken and activate our DNA and our consciousness to be able to experience in our body vessels, the frequency and the transmissions of, you put it so beautifully, of, of unconditional love, of unconditional acceptance of all things. I can be embodied healer in this way to allow others to have the reflection of who they truly are as well. Mic drop. <laughs> this has been one powerful conversation for change. Thank you so much, so much, so much, Marcy Luck. Oh, Such a beautiful pleasure to know you, to witness you, to be a part of your life and to have you a part of this series and all that oh, we are working on. Oh, such an honor, babe. So, so grateful. So grateful for all of it, to be here, to share these conversations, to feel these frequencies, to witness you, to witness everyone and just, yeah, to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I honor you. I love you. I see you. Uh, I honor you. I love you. I see you as well. And all of Marcy's information, the way that you can reach out to her, connect with her on her podcast, her book, her retreats, all of that, all the deets are in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. If you're watching on YouTube, it's all beneath the YouTube video. And of course, on the website under podcast at the way of the healer.com. Thank you so much for joining me for this powerful episode and be sure to subscribe, subscribe on the podcast, subscribe on the YouTube channel, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Did you know this podcast is a part of an even larger docu-series? Yep, there's an entire documentary underway called The Way of the Healer, where I introduce you to extraordinary women from around the world who are transforming lives with the use of plant medicine and psychedelics. You can learn more about it at thewayofthehealer.com. Thanks for being a part of my day and for listening. Be sure to check out the website, thewayofthehealer.com, for more details, useful tools and links, free resources, and more. Disclaimer, the Way of the Healer Conversation for Change podcast and its host and guests are providing this information for educational purposes only. We do not condone nor condemn the selling, purchase, or use of any substances that are considered outside of legal acquisition or usage. We encourage discretion and safety when involving yourself or others with substances and activities that are deemed illegal by your official local government laws and agencies. It is your responsibility to research and know applicable laws.